Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 17. Well, hello, everybody. It is a foggy morning while I'm recording this. And in fact, when I uh, was driving this morning, it, I swear I could only see a few hundred yards. It was amazing. Uh, but the, what I wanted to talk about in this episode of the podcast is somewhat related to an upcoming video that I'm going to publish on Channel Makers. Now, as of when you listen to this, that video will not be live on Channel Makers yet. And I'm also not just going to do an exact replica of what I'm going to be covering in that video, but because the video is going to be about ideas for channels this year. So just give people some really good ideas of what types of channels they could be making this year. So the video is going to be more focused on the idea itself and then a little pointers on how I would go about doing that idea. Now, I realize for many of you listening here, you already have an idea. So the purpose, my purpose here is not just to give you, hey, these are some fun ideas for your channel. If you don't have a channel, by the way, <laughs> it's more ideas for channels, but then approaches that I would take to executing these ideas that may or may not be extremely helpful or, op um, what's the word, uh, open-minded? I can't even think of the word. Uh, eye-opening. There we go. It may or may not be eye-opening as you think about your content production and how you're going to deliver your content to your audience uh, this year. So, without further ado... I'm going to get into the list here. I have, I have 10 I, different ideas here. Um, and I'm going to give you approaches as well as application. And I'm going to leave it because there's a variety of channel types. Your channel may be different than uh, other people listening to this. I'm not going to do it as much of an application to your channel. But what I would like is as you listen, just be thinking on what kinds of application this approach might take for your channel. Maybe it's a fit, maybe not. Uh, but... There's some really cool stuff happening and some really, really good ideas I see being successful this year. All right, first one. First idea for a YouTube channel, recreating restaurant recipes. Okay, so the, the reason I like this is there are a lot of favorites. People like uh, eating at restaurants, right? And you could go from almost any angle with this. If you have a certain nationality, you could recreate a lot of the chain restaurants uh, that you would get a lot of awareness with that because they're well-known names so you could make a recreating a restaurant um, like their their different recipes on their menu and make your own version now the reason why i like this is because as industry has shifted we all know with the pandemic and all of that a lot of time a lot of for a while there restaurants weren't as available and a lot of people in general have have been seeing a shift towards doing more stuff from home either getting restaurant food delivered or just trying their hand at making sourdough. <laughs> In fact, I wonder how many more hundreds of thousands of people tried making sourdough bread <laughs> during lockdowns uh, over the past year or so. It's probably quite a lot of people. So if I had had a sourdough channel <laughs> early on, oh man, I would have been crushing it right now. Now, next iteration I see happening here is, well, what if people are getting tired of sourdough? What's next? Hey, I want to start recreating other recipes. And I'm not to say that, that restaurants aren't opening back up, which I'm, I'm so glad they are. But in many cases, people experienced uh, expansion of their talents and things they were willing to try because of it was either forced on them or they, they just really wanted to expand. They had a little extra time. 
And I see a channel like this being very successful. In fact, I have, a, I have an example of someone that, that has done something very similar to this that did grow very quickly. So I know the, the concept is validated here. All right, next idea. If you're in more of a uh, gaming industry, this one is especially for you. But again, the approach can be taken for a lot of different industries. So uh, what I would call this is an early game adopter. So the gaming industry is just, oh, it's growing dramatically. And there's a reason why so many companies that don't traditionally do games are jumping into the, the bandwagon. I wish I had the numbers. I should have looked it up before I recorded this. But uh, a contrast, if you know the, the movie that was huge blockbuster a couple years ago, the Avengers Endgame made a lot of money. A lot of money for the studio, right? But by contrast, a video game that was released, oh, I don't remember how long ago, like eight years ago, makes the same amount that a huge blockbuster video uh, movie made, but it makes it every year. So people are seeing them being extremely lucrative. So what does that mean for us as creators? Aside from if you want to get into um, the, the space of creating your own games, uh, what it means is... If I were a gaming channel and this could fit my approach, I would become an early game adopter, meaning own the space before anyone else. See, there's because there's so many indie game developers, uh, this won't apply nearly so much for the AAA games or the really big games, to, so to speak, but I would find games that are going to be released soon. I would contact the developers early. Like I, I would want to stay on top of the news. I would want to get in contact with the developers and get early game footage of that, those games and get testing it and doing all that kind of stuff so that when the game is officially released, I can have the first videos out about it. I don't care if it's tutorials or guides or, or walkthroughs or playthroughs or, or whatever style of video I'm making. If I could have an in and get in with the developers to then get their permission, you'd have to make an agreement with them to make content before it's even live. I see that being extremely successful because then you're the very first channel. You're the first one. You're, you And a lot of the, the smaller um, game developers aren't as aware of this aspect of it. And so you could become a channel, just saying this is an approach. You could become a channel to help a lot of those smaller developers and be an early um early tester and, and release early videos so that when the interest is at its peak, right, when it's released, you could be the first one in there. It could be huge. Now, this approach does apply for a lot of other things, not just games. I'm going to leave it to you, your imagination for your specific industry, how this would apply. All right, next one. This is the third one. I have yet to see this come up on YouTube. I'm sure there's probably people doing it. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I think this one would just be amazing. That's, I'm going to call it home office life, a home office lifestyle channel. So a lot of people are, during the pandemic, a lot of the industry shifted to working from home. And so there was a lot of interest that shifted that way. And you might say, okay, that, that's great. You know, that's kind of the time is past. I, I'm not sure that that time is past for a content creator or several to get in and create a channel about the transition and the lifestyle of working from home because so many people are doing it, but how do you do it well? 
so you can make videos about the transition. Okay, uh, what kinds of equipment do you need? What, what's your ideal setup? And if you position it like a lifestyle channel, you could do it kind of leading with a connection archetype with maybe a, a strong information secondary, depending on how you decide to make the mix. But you approach it like a lifestyle, like, hey, I'm just an average person. I have my day job. And this is what I'm doing behind the scenes. You could take it almost any angle. You could do the entertainment aspect. I mean, oh my goodness. But if you made videos about the transition to working from home and or videos, uh, you could make videos about, <laughs> it would could be uh, humorous, but a video to share with your employer if they're totally against working from home. I mean, there's a lot of angles you could take here. And I just feel like a lifestyle channel where you're showing the products, you're showing the setup, you're showing kind of the everyday to day life while you're still working a regular job, you just do it in your off time, would be extremely useful and entertaining or, and or just helpful to people. Okay, that's the third idea. Fourth one, unique talents. And, and I'm talking things like juggling or solving Rubik's Cubes really fast. There is still space, tons of space on YouTube for unique talents. And the ones I see being most successful are the ones that do an intersection of a few different things. Now, I, when you have a unique talent, well, let's use juggling, for example. Um, you have, an, you have uh, actually unicycle riding. <laughs> We're going to use that. Okay, if you, if you have a unique talent where you can ride a unicycle, and maybe you ride it to work every day or something like that. Um, the ones already, by adding YouTube to the mix, you are adding... Uh, a, another intersection. It's I'm, I ride a unicycle to work, but I also publish videos on YouTube, right? Now, another intersection, there, there's a variety of intersections. You could add humor to it. Maybe you start um, doing, making your editing, maybe they're really short, snappy videos, and you make the editing all about every way you can ride your unicycle across your, your busy city. Um, intersections of content types are wha where I see these getting the most traction. An example, this was a while ago, but there was a violinist, uh, Lindsay Sterling, who did, she's still big on YouTube, but she made it really big on YouTube because she, she played violin, but then she also danced, but then she also did dubstep style of videos. She intersected three different things, and then she made really cinematic videos. Actually, you could argue four different things, right? And she did all of that on YouTube, and it's led to huge worldwide fame for her because that's what she wanted to do, and she... she put together things that hadn't been done before. So I see unique talents with intersections of unique things. Okay, fifth idea. I'm gonna call this tradespeople. People, if it's, you have something you've been doing for years, just take it onto YouTube. Now, naturally, you're gonna need to acquire additional skill sets to do it on YouTube, right? And many of you listening are already doing this. But if I were... A, uh, this is something that's been happening more and more, but it, let's say I, um, I install landscaping. Let's say that's my, my uh, niche. And I've been doing this for years. Well, if I just take that onto YouTube, it's the, the space is ripe for this. People are experiencing more and more of their lives vicariously or through YouTube uh, than, than ever before. And so... A lot of those trades, if you can show a behind the scenes, they're extremely unique. And there's a variety of approaches and successes you can have with it. There, if you want to just, if you have a local business, you own your own local business, you do landscaping, and you just want to get more clients, building a YouTube channel is ex 
been very successful for many channels doing that. Um, but many also find that they just want to build. They just It's another additional avenue. It's another layer on top of what we're already doing to publish and share something unique because not everybody's a landscaper. I'm just using that as an example. And you might be landscaping styles that are not common in some areas of the world, and therefore it's inherently interesting to them. You catching what I'm saying here? So your trade, even though it may be boring to you or may be extremely commonplace where you live, may be extremely foreign somewhere else. And so an entire approach could involve targeting other areas of the world um, and just kind of sharing, speaking in intersections, sharing what it's like to work in this industry and build a whole channel around it. Cool idea, huh? All right, idea six, I'm gonna call this one micro skill sets. Uh, Shorts, YouTube shorts would do very well with this. This is where you take just, it's similar to trades and you could actually even do a separate channel or put this on a same uh, tradesperson channel where you show micro skill sets. Best example I've seen of this recently, there's a channel uh, that does blacksmithing. They have their primary channel, it's great. They started doing shorts on blacksmithing, just putting together a, you know, here's here's a, a new hook or here's a hook for your wall or and that shows them making a chair or various things that are blacksmithing skill sets, but they're micro skills. Uh, they're inherently entertaining and therefore the shorts channel grew extremely quickly. You could lead entirely with micro skill sets and a shorts channel if you wanted to. Now, it, can't, it tends to be a bit, a little bit harder to monetize, but spread quickly, oh my goodness, with micro skill sets, you can do that. Micro demonstration and skill sets. I'm going to add that to there. All right. Number seven, back to basics. Now, more and more people are just feeling high stress, high strung in today's world. I think you would agree with that. And I am seeing a surge in uh, channels that are more of the back to basics channels. Things like homesteading or home skills or uh, um, that type of stuff, you know, growing your own garden. And I'm sure several of you listening have your own gardening channels and you you might be able to agree with this or back this up. I could be totally wrong on this, but my take on it is many times people have their day-to-day life, they are in it, they're feeling stressful, and then they're going to YouTube and they're looking for some sort of relaxation. Uh, And so to build a channel around kind of the back-to-basics showing your life, especially if it's already your life. Uh, if you, you raise goats and you just create videos about raising the goats and you make sure you include a lot of ambiance in those videos, you want to hear the goats bleeding. You want to hear the wind. You want to hear the lack of traffic. <laughs> uh, it's almost goes into the realms of the ASMR. You know, people just listen for the sound of it. That is more and more important on YouTube. And you can call it sad. It's just its just a matter. It's kind of been a thing with entertainment ever since the dawn of time, basically, where people want to experience things that they don't necessarily experience in their everyday life. And if you have, if you have the opportunity to share some of that stuff with them with the back to basics, then it can be very helpful to people, very successful. Okay, and, th- and you can take the approach of either teaching those things, like if it's actual homesteading skills, for example, versus just simply demonstrating. And in fact, some of the most successful of those are just demonstrating. They're just, it's almost like what you would call a vlog, where they're just sharing experiences and stories, but it's just, here is my life. It's very different than your life. My life is 
more back to the basics. Um, you, you have a natural curiosity in that. Therefore, hey, come along for the journey. Okay, so that's that idea. Next one. Uh, this one I see being very successful for a lot of spaces, a teaching side hustles, like with, with a, but with a focus on minimal time or upfront cost. A lot of people are seeing um, the industry shift and all of that, and so um, finances are a big concern for a lot of people. So if a channel, if you were to make a channel around um, testing stuff, testing different side hustles, seeing how they work, and then... Um, just sharing the stories. You see, there's a lot of like how to do those things on YouTube and it's a very competitive space, but I have not seen very many channels and I feel like it's, it would work dramatically better or at least have a very different appeal um, would be channels that test those things and then share the real stories, the real experiences, especially if you position yourself like a connection style channel where you're, hey, I'm just a normal person and I'm gonna test these things. And this one's really good. This one's not really good. So you could teach them. You could show them. Um, you could show a lot of like behind the scenes. You could make it a, a um, focus to find smaller companies or f smaller products to try. Like there's a lot of different angles you could do here. But I see that being successful because the people, more and more people are interested in that. Okay. Next idea. Storytelling. <laughs> this one's fun to me because... It's kind of a lost art, uh, the, the art of just telling a story, you yourself, without uh, flashy graphics or, or having a video. Now, that I'm not downplaying you know, movies as a storytelling medium, like you put together movies and there's scenes and there's actors and all that. I'm not downplaying that at all, and that's definitely not going anywhere. But I keep seeing channels that for a relatively lower amount of effort... They find true stories and they tell those true stories. There's a level of memorization and definitely a skill set to tell a story in an interesting way. But when you get that down, you, you can share stories and you have a limitless amount of content because all you need to do, it's, there's no worry about copyright claims or anything because it's, uh, it's a public story. And you are the one telling the story. So there's absolutely no risk of, of that way of people saying, well, that was my story. Unless, <laughs> unless it was like, a, um, like children's books, for example, and the whole video was you reading the book, then there might be an issue because you're basically taking the full experience away. So then there would be a concern. But if it was just you mostly, like talking head style, maybe you're sitting in a chair, um, sipping some hot cocoa, and you're sharing stories... Uh, it, I've seen channels, you may, you may be thinking right now, Nate, that's a ridiculous idea. I tell you right now, there are channels that are very, very successful that are already doing this. I think it's a lost art, and I think there's a natural inherent amount of interest in it, as well as, in most cases, a lower effort required, because you just, the, the content is already there. You find the stories, and you tell the stories, and you make them your own. You just have to have that skill of storytelling, right? Okay, that's that one. Now, last one. Attaching a personality channel to your existing work. Now, this is kind of similar to the tradespeople one, but I would target this more at the personality element. So let's say you're in real estate or you're doing network marketing. Uh, doing a channel that's more targeted on a lifestyle personality type of thing, but while you're doing it, you, you have the channel, and one of the things you do on the channel is your existing work. So 
it, this works best for self-starters or people who own their own business or if in the case of like real estate or network marketing, right? It works best for that because then you're able to show a lot more of those things without the concerns of uh, you have to get permission from your employer, right? But um, attaching, or, uh, attaching personality to this is an excellent approach because there is a rise. If you haven't noticed this, I'm just going to make you aware of it right now. There is a rise. It's been working for a little while now, and I do not see it slowing down. There's a rise of a type of video on YouTube that's basically the format of, um, let's say, Navy SEAL reacts to these movies that are about that are about war or um <laughs> one i watched a former bank robber reacts to heist scenes in movies and you'll see these popping up a lot they're inherently interesting and so an approach you could take here is i am an expert in something uh there's a lot of doctor channels for example i am i'm a doctor and i'm going to react to scenes from popular tv shows or I'm a doctor, I'm going to react or, or answer questions from Twitter. Like there's a lot of these things happening. So the formula is you need to identify what is something you're already doing, you're an expert at, label yourself as such, and then find ways to interact with those things. So I, th there's the approach of this is my everyday life. I'm telling stories about my life. This is my work. This is, these are experiences that are happening in my work or finding popular content and reacting to it and or sharing additional insights on it. Oh man, if, if anyone listening to this, if more people that had an existing work did this, it, it would completely, oh, oh my goodness. I just, so, so many benefits. I'm getting speechless here because it's something that is completely overlooked by so many people. But if you want to talk in terms of getting more clients, for example, you create a personality channel Talk, your normal life, it, and then you naturally, occasionally lead to your call to action, your, uh, hey, you sign up here for a consulting session or whatever it is you're offering. Or if you want to know more about my, my real estate, if you're ever in this area, hey, I would love to chat with you type of thing. What it's doing for you is it's making you into a human. It's making you have a lot more widespread reach and YouTube is doing your marketing for you. It's huge. You can also add additional products in the future. There's so many so many really good things about doing this and not enough people are doing it. So if you are in a space where you have an expertise uh, and you want to go the personality route, do more of a connection style channel, um, then this is golden. Could be awesome for you. All right, so there's your ideas. I got 10 different ideas and 10 different approaches. Um, so what I want you to do now here is if you've, if you've got an idea, your channel's already in this one of these spaces I outlined, that's great. You can take some pointers from that. But even then, if your channel is not what you would classify as any of these ideas that I just outlined, the approaches taken can be applied, especially if you are feeling in a rut. If you're feeling stuck with your content or your channel, you're just feeling like, I'm just not growing. Or I've got a consistent, steady pace of growth, but it just, it feels like no matter what I do, I can't accelerate that rate of growth, many, many times what I would recommend to channel makers, to you listening to this, is try one of these approaches that I just outlined. Try a different angle on what you're already doing. Try adding a new type of content to the mix that may have broader appeal. And it will necessitate a pivot, but that's just natural, especially if you're wanting to go a new angle with your channel and you're not quite sure how. Try some of these approaches. So you got it? 
go try out some of these approaches. I look forward to hearing how they're going in the Project 24 community, and we'll talk later. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.